Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 today. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I am praying and, and hoping and believing that we'll get through all this, but if we don't, you don't want to miss next Sunday either. And you don't want to miss the Sunday after that, and you sure don't want to miss Sunday after that. Praise God. Just go on and make up your mind and write somewhere in your house, me and my family ain't missing no Sundays. Come on in Jesus' name. Now, if you're, if you're like on vacation or something, that's okay. But otherwise, you and your family need to be in the house of God. Amen. I mean, sometimes you got to beat the flesh down to get here, but get here. Amen. Yeah, come on. First Corinthians chapter 12. I'm in this series on the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, and so let's, let's read in verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. Can I put a word in there? I'm not being sacrilegious. God didn't say this in this particular verse, but can I just, I don't want you to be dumb. Okay? He says, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Distributing to each one as he wills. Amen. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, today we stand in your presence, enjoying the blessing of the Lord that we can sense on this house. Father, I thank you for the manifestation of your presence that is here right now. And I thank you that the Holy Ghost has been moving all morning and that Jesus has been glorified. Now, Lord, as we transition, as we pull up to your table to break the word of life, to break the bread of life, we ask, oh God, that you would grant us the, that you would grant us the, 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 the enlightenment, God, the illumination, the revelation of your word, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of your calling, God. We pray today that your spirit, Lord, would release bombs of revelation in the hearts and the minds of your people. I pray, God, that every obstacle that tries to hinder the teaching and the preaching of your word would come down now. We bind it up and cast it away from this place. And we loose the ease of listening and learning in the house of God. And Lord, I loose your kingdom in this place right now. And Father, I thank you and I ask that your perfect will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, Lord, I pray, look upon my availability and not my ability today. 
And Lord, I pray go way beyond what I could ever ask, think, or imagine according to the power that worketh within me, Father. Now we give you praise in the name of Jesus. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord one more hand clap before we're seated in the presence of God today? Amen. Now, um, if you were not here last Sunday, if you were not here last Sunday, then I, it is imperative, it's imperative that you go, go on the Facebook page or whatever you need to do, but it's imperative that you go and listen to last Sunday's message. Last Sunday, I, I taught and preached on the four different types of tongues. Everybody say that on the count of three. Say four types of tongues. One, two, three. Four There you go. Taught and preached on the, on the four types of tongues. And, uh, and, and I, want, I want you to know, this is a, just in case, you know, the coffee wasn't too strong this morning. Or, you know, you, you got up real late and stuff and you're just barely getting in, 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 into the moment. This is a good chance for you to praise God for at least three seconds, okay, after this. But to my knowledge, everyone except maybe one or two last Sunday that came down for the baptism of the Holy Spirit got baptized in the Holy Ghost and fight. Can somebody give God a praise and a shout to the glory of the Lord? The baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It was amazing. My God, I mean, it, it was amazing how the power of God was moving down here. And so uh, I just want to, in case you were not here, you need to grab that. Now, I, I wanna, I'm trying to set this thing up properly so that as I teach and preach it today, everybody has a good understanding. Now, I want to say this uh, about the, 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 the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to say this about... Uh, First of all, let me say this about the tongues. All four types of tongues are given by the Holy Ghost. Okay? All four types of tongues are given by the Holy Ghost. Okay? So that not one of them is it, is it uh, manifested by flesh. Say amen to that. All right. Now, today we're going we're gonna, to uh, start covering the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you were raised in a church or if you was raised in a traditional setting where they said the gifts passed away with the apostles, I'm so sorry. But I need you to understand they might have meant very well for you. They just didn't know what they were talking about. Okay, they just did not know what they were talking about. I'm not trying to slam your grandmama. <laughs> I'm not trying to slam preacher so-and-so. I'm just trying to tell you they did not know what they were talking about. And I need you to take that barrier that's in your mind, take it and take it out of your mind, just ball it up, stick it in your pocket and throw it in the wastebasket on the way out because let God be true and let every man be a liar. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are for the church today. It's not just for a Pentecostal church. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are for all churches. Amen. Hallelujah. They're for all churches. Now, some may choose to operate in them and some may choose not to, but it does not mean they're not for them. Now, before we go into teaching and preaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I want to touch on three things, three things that I feel will adequately build the foundation to learn about these gifts. 
when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit listed here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I can almost promise you. Now, I I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I can almost promise you that less than 5% of the church as a whole operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the ones that say they are assembly of God, church of God. Church of God in Christ. I'm talking about Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, non-denominational, less than 5% of the church. And even if I am exaggerating, let's double 5% and say I guarantee less than 10% operate in it. Operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. They make excuses like we done got too big. Have you studied the church of Corinth? The church of Ephesus? (laughs) They make excuses like, well, people just don't understand, so we don't want to confuse them. That's a lame excuse. Teach the word of God, man of God. Preach the word of God, man of God. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. I I can tell you this because I'm in touch with ministers and evangelists that travel this nation actually travel all over the world, or did travel all over the world. They ain't traveling much over the world right now, but they travel all over this nation. And I hear reports that break our hearts. I hear reports that uh, from time to time, one evangelist told me not long ago, he said, he said, I'm telling you, he said, some of the places I've been to in the past two or three years, they offered alcohol in the green room. Now we're talking about a church. They offered alcohol, or you want to, if you don't want to call it green room, call it ready room, it don't matter. But they offered alcohol in it. I've heard some of the, my evangelist friends tell me, listen, um, I've went to places now, they don't go to them anymore. <laughs> Praise God. But he, I've heard them tell me, listen, man, I've, I've been to, I've been to, Places where they told me when, before I got up to preach, now listen, we don't do altar calls here. We don't do altar calls. Um, and then I'll give you one more example. <laughs> Dear Jesus, help us right here. I, I, I spoke to uh, one evangelist and he told me, he said, I've been ministering over 20 years, traveling this nation over 20 years, and I can tell you, I can count on two hands the amount of places that I've been in where the gifts of the Holy Spirit were operating. Now, I'm setting this up on purpose. Stay with me. Glory be to God. I say all this so that you will understand that not only here at Abundant Life Church do we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Not only here at Abundant Life Church do we operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But here at Abundant Life Church, we're going to teach and preach you how to operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. We ain't ashamed of them. They ain't died. If they died, then Jesus died and did not raise from the dead. But he said, I have risen and I am alive forevermore. And I have given these gifts to the church to build up the church. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, so let's talk about this. Um, 
First thing I want to point out here before we start t- uh, teaching on the gifts is, is found in verse 1. God tells us in the Bible concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. Lift one hand and say, in Jesus' name, I will not be ignorant. One more time, in Jesus' name, I will not be ignorant. One more time, in Jesus' name, I will not be ignorant. Now he's saying, he's saying, I don't want you to be ignorant, church. So I'm about to start writing to you on not only the list of the gifts, I'm not only going write to write to you about them, but I'm going to write on write, and how to operate in them. It's not okay to be ignorant in them, is what the Bible is telling us here. Now watch this. If you, he starts out teaching on the gifts saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 38, he says, but if anyone is ignorant, uh, let him be ignorant. In other words, he's saying if anyone just decides or chooses to remain in ignorance, he said, then just let them be. So he starts teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. And he ends teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, saying, but if you just choose to be, there ain't nothing I can do with you. The NIV and the NLT versions are a little more accurate to the original text. This is what they say. They say, but if anyone ignores this, then they, then they themselves shall be ignored. This is what it says here. So God starts out teaching on the gifts saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. And he ends teaching on the gifts saying, but if you're going to stay ignorant, then that's your business. The Bible makes it clear that choosing to remain ignorant is not a valid excuse for not desiring and operating in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me out there? Are the speakers working in the back? Hallelujah. The Bible says that choosing to be ignorant is not an excuse. This is not a valid excuse to not operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. The, the Bible makes it clear that not knowing about the gifts of the Holy Spirit is not a valid reason for your church not to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I've heard pastors say, well, I believe in the gifts. I mean, good men of God. I believe in the gifts. I believe they're for today. I just don't know much about them, so we don't operate them and we don't practice them here. That's not an excuse, sir. That's not valid, sir. People who are used in the gifts, watch this, people who are using the gifts of the Spirit do not have a passive attitude towards the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me right there? They don't have a passive attitude. I don't have a passive attitude towards the gifts of the Holy, Holy Spirit. I'm in prayer before I get out here saying, God, use us in the gifts. Lord, let all nine gifts operate in the church and build up the church for the glory of Jesus. Hallelujah. Build up the church. Glory be to God. People don't have a a passive attitude. Let me tell you something. You're not going to accidentally fall into the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Well, if God wants us to operate in them here at this church, then then he'll do it. No, 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 sir. You don't don't accidentally fall into them. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People who are used in the gifts of spirit learn about the gifts. Listen, they pray to be used in the gifts. 
Can I stop for a minute? When was the last time you came to the altar? Not for a bigger check. Not for a new car. Not for a restoration because you made something wrong with somebody. But you came to the altar and said, God, if you can use anything, use me, Lord. My God, I can remember the head of I can remember the days where we would come to the altar. I'd come to the altar. I wouldn't ask. I needed a lot, but I didn't ask for it. I just said, Lord, I want to be used in the gifts. I want to be used to change a nation. I want to be used to shift a generation, God. If you can use me, use me, God. When was the last time you hit your knees in your prayer closet and you wept before God and said, God, will you use me? Hallelujah. Man, people who are used in the gifts of the Spirit, they got a hunger after this right here. They want to be used. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The second thing I want to point out is found in verses 4 through 7. Watch this. Basically what the Holy Spirit is saying here. Listen very carefully to this. There are different gifts there are different ways of ministering the gifts. There are different ways in which the gifts are manifested. But all the gifts are given by the same Holy Ghost. Now, I want to help somebody this morning through the Holy Ghost. There are some of us here that we're just born extroverts. What are y'all looking at me crazy for? We're just born extroverts. We, <laughs> We, we walk into a room, we're, we're cool with being loud. We're fine, we don't know why people wanna be quiet. We're okay with being loud. We walk in the room and by the time we leave the room, we're gonna know everybody in the room and everybody's gonna know us. We're just born this way, hallelujah. And it's okay, God made us this way. But then there's some of us who are introverts. Now all the introverts give me a silent hallelujah. <laughs> it's okay that's just who you are God made you that way right so you walk in the room and you're okay if you don't meet nobody talk to nobody and can leave the room not knowing anybody else that's that's who you are you're cool that way that's that's how God made you now listen to me um, regardless of your personality God still wants to use you in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Regardless if you're quiet, reserved, or you're loud and outgoing, God wants to use you in the Holy Spirit and his gifts. Hallelujah. So it really don't matter. Now, one person who's an extrovert gets a prophetic word, and my God, the whole church knows it. Amen. Amen. That, thus have the Lord. <laughs> Given by the Holy Ghost, operating through the personality. God does not remove your personality to use you in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. So, so he operates through your personality. But the introvert over here might say, Pastor, the Lord has given me a word. And thus says the Lord. How many of you know both are given by the Spirit? 
both are just as powerful as the other. They one just went through an extrovert and one went through an introvert. I'm trying to tell you, regardless of your personality, God wants to use you in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Give him praise if you really believe it today. It, listen, it's okay that you might be quiet, but it does not mean you won't, you won't lay hands on the sick and they recover. It's okay that you may be loud, but it does not mean you won't be used in the discerning of spirits. It's okay that your personality is the way that it is, but cry out to God to be used by the Holy Ghost. It's okay. It's okay. Glory be to God. That helped somebody this morning. Because there was some of you saying, man, I just, there's no way I could ever, I can't even talk as loud as that person who gave the interpretation. It ain't even in me. And I'm saying, it's okay, we'll get you a microphone. But be used in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Yield to the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And let the church be edified. Let the church be built up, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap one time, come on. Hallelujah. These gifts are ministered differently. These gifts are ministered differently. Um, but it's the same Holy Spirit. Shout amen to that. Amen. Now the third thing I want to point out to you before we start teaching on the gifts, praise God, is that all nine gifts of the Spirit are given for the prophet. Everybody say prophet. Not P, when I, I'm talking about P-R-O-F-I-T. For the prophet of all. For the prophet of all. Now listen to me carefully. In the past, when I've taught on these gifts, I would always focus on the word all, right? And that's, there's a valid teaching behind that. Let, let me just put it out real quick so I can, I can, can kind of correct any... any uh, Any children of God that seem to not be in order. Amen. There we go. Thank you, Holy Ghost. If you want to be used in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you need to understand that what's proper and in order is that you're being used for the profit of all. To build up the church. If you're, if you go to flow into the, if you go to flow into the gift of prophecy because the church needs to hear what you have to say, sit down and learn. Correct yourself and humble yourself. If, if you go to, uh, if you go to interpret a tongue because you want everybody to know how pseudo-spiritual you are, Sit down. Sit down and humble yourself and learn. If you go to give a word in tongues, the gift of tongues, because you want people to know that, that you're new to the church or that, you know, that you know what's going on at your last church and you moved here and you want them to know who, that you know what's going on, sit down. This is not for the profit of all. It's for the profit of yourself. And it is not decently and in order. Can the church say amen? amen? 
So when we talk about for the profit of all, that's to listen. Okay, Holy Ghost, I'm trying to stay on my But listen, this is why the Apostle Paul, when he's writing, he lists out the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He talks about us all being one body. There are member, many different members, but one body. And right in the middle of all this teaching, he puts 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's like the only chapter that, that the... Uh, People who don't like the gifts of spirit want to talk about in 1 Corinthians. They don't want to talk about no other chapter. But anyway, he puts it right in the middle of 12 and 14. Why? Because love should be the foundation of which the gifts of the Holy Ghost are operating in the church. And he says, if you don't have love, then you can say what you want to say, prophesy what you want to prophesy, do what you want to do, but you are a clanging symbol and can't nobody hear what you have to say. Nobody hear what you have to say then. So he says, let love, and where that love is what causes us to want what's best for the church as a whole. Say amen to that. Now, the Greek word here for prophet here is defined as such, to gain, to benefit. Now, I'm about to stir up some religious folk. Or to be, lucra, or to be lucrative. That is the, that is the Greek word for profit. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. In other words, everything the Spirit does in your life, everything the Spirit does in the church, He does it to bring profit. He moves to bring gain. He moves to bring, to benefit. He moves, watch this, to make the church, here we go, lucrative. I told you I'm about to stir up some religious devils. Don't grit your teeth too much. It'll mess the enamel up. Oh, I like it right there. So stay, stay with me now. You won't have that old pretty smile you want to have. Amen. He's, listen, when, when Jesus said, I'm sending you the Holy Ghost, he, didn't never, he never said one time, I'm sending you the Holy Ghost to take from you. He never said one time, I'm sending the Holy Spirit to you so that you will lack. He said, I am sending the helper. Everybody shout helper. I am sending the helper to you. And we have, we've done made this thing a religious thing and says he can only help when I'm in the church. But I came to tell you, he can help you raising your kids. He can help you in your marriage. He can help you run your business. He can help you love folk that you don't want to love anymore. He can help you minister. He can help you preach. He can help you teach school. He can help you in all of it. Hallelujah. He is the helper. Glory be to God. The gifts of the Spirit are given for the profit of the church. In chapter 14, it says the gifts of the Spirit are given to edify. Everybody say edify. Edify the church. Now watch this. The church, and I used to be guilty of this, confine this word to a feeling. We confine the edifying of the church to a feeling. In other words, when the gifts of the Spirit moved, we said, okay, they edified the church because everybody felt good. Now, this is part of it, but can I tell you, if the Falcons would just finish the game and win, we'll feel good. I'm preaching now. I'm, somebody send that to Dan Quinn. I'm preaching now. If the gifts of the Holy Ghost are just about you feeling good, 
We can do that in the flesh, man. I'm telling you, the gifts of the Holy Ghost are, go way beyond whether you feel good. The gifts of the Holy Spirit go way beyond profiting you to make you feel a certain way. Glory be to God. Y'all don't stumble over that falcon remark. The word edify means to build the church up. That means build it up spiritually. That means it helps to build the church emotionally. It helps to build the church numerically. It helps to build the church relationally. It helps to build the church financially. God uses the gifts of the Spirit to bring healthy growth and profit to all. And beloved, write this down. I want you to know this. I don't want you to ever forget this. Everything God wants to do in you, for you, and through you, He wants to do by His Spirit. He wants to do it by his spirit. He, he does not want to do it through the works of your flesh. He does not even want to do it through the works of your own power. He said, not by your might, not by your power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Everything God wants to do in your life, through your life, and for your life, he wants to do it by the Holy Ghost. And when he does it by the Holy Ghost, he brings profit to every area of your life. The same as the truth with the church. Listen, do you want to know why the Rona has taken out most of the churches? They wasn't built on the spirit anyway. They wasn't built on the spirit anyway. They were built on the works of flesh, the programs of man, and man's wisdom. But when they're built on the spirit church, it don't matter what comes their way. It don't matter if the flood, if a flood comes, it don't matter if the storm comes, the rain comes, or the wind comes. Oh, I came to tell you, you will stand in your greatest hour and you will not fall. You're built on the spirit. Hallelujah. You're built on the spirit. God, everything he does, everything he does for you, through you and to you. He wants to do by the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Can somebody say glory be to God? Glory. Hallelujah. Let me give you just a quick example. This is going to stir some more religious people up. I had an evangelist friend of mine. Uh, I'm not going to say his name so folk don't get jealous. But I had an evangelist friend of mine. And when COVID broke out here in America, about a month after COVID, he was in prayer. He said, I was in prayer. He said, the Holy Ghost spoke to me a word of knowledge. Or it could be, I'm sorry, a word of wisdom. And this is what he said. Take $30,000 out, uh, out of your savings and go buy silver. He's like, what God? He said, take $30,000 out of your savings, go buy silver coins. He said, Lord, can you confirm this? God confirmed it. Took $30,000 out of his savings account, went and uh, purchased silver coins. Well, guess what happened in the middle of COVID? There was a coin shortage. In one month, he takes $30,000 worth of coins and sells them for $60,000 and makes a full 100% on, I said, the Holy Ghost moves for profits. 
prophet. This is stirring some people up, I can tell you. But you hang around here long enough, I will get that religious devil slap off of you and you'll start walking in the blessing and the anointing of God and you won't even recognize where you were today because of the blessing that came on you that fast. The, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for the profit of all. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Watch this. I'm going to give you a story, and then I, I've got to start teaching on the gifts. I've got to. But there's so much I, I have to. What, you, what I'm doing right now is I'm tearing down every lie. I am, I am cutting the heads off of every deception that people spoke into your minds and into your hearts so that you can really run for God. But when, listen, when we... Hallelujah. When we got ready, uh, we was over at Dub Walker Road. Y'all know the space challenges we were having over there? It was like ants on a sugar block. My God, it was crazy. I, I still think back and say, I don't have a clue how we did it. Had to be by the Holy Ghost. But uh, we got ready to, we, we were trying to uh, build a building and we was going to, uh, you know, do this and that. And the Holy Ghost just kept saying, Stop. Quit. Finally, we obeyed the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. I'm about to show you the gifts of faith, the working of miracles, the word of knowledge, and the gift of prophecy happening, whether you realized it or not, all through this building transition. So we sit there, and one of, one of my board members says, have you, ever, have you ever looked at that building? I said, I have. I don't really care about it. Well, when I pulled back on it, the Holy Ghost changed my mind. Amen. So we're sitting there, and I, we, we went to the bank. Uh, Pastor Deborah was uh, uh, working for us at times. She can testify this. We went to the bank. The, the, the property was, at the time, worth $1.2 million. They, didn't, they said, we are not taking a dollar less than $700,000. Okay. We offered them $200,000. That was in the flesh, by the way. I didn't hear from the Lord. I just said, throw something out at them. Let's, you know, you throw something at me, I'll throw something back at you. That's how business goes. I said, just chunk something at them. I didn't hear from God on it. It was just what it was. And so, anyway, they said, there ain't no way. So, y'all remember for two years, I would stand up and prophesy. Here's the gift of prophecy. When we move in our new building, we will be debt free. Now, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know how the Lord was going to do. I just knew I had a prophetic word from God. This is the gift of prophecy. And all of you great people of God would stand up and shout amen and believe with me. Hallelujah. Well, we got ready to, to we got more serious about this building. We was praying over here. And I was in the word of God and the Holy Ghost said, turn to Genesis 26. It's in a prayer meeting. That's why you ought to show up prayer meetings because God can talk. And we, they might be praying about this. God's speaking over here. I turned in Genesis 26. I read down. It was the story of Abraham burying his wife. What can you possibly get with a building campaign and Abraham burying his wife? I read down there and it said Abraham offered the sons of Seth 400 uh, shekels or whatever it is for that tomb. And the Holy Ghost said, offer them $400,000 and they're going to take it. 
That's what you call a word of knowledge. They didn't even know they were going to take it. I knew they were going to take it. Hallelujah to the Lamb. So we called the lady down here and we said, ma'am, I met with her in my office over at Dove Walker Road and I said, I'm prepared to offer you $400,000. She said, okay, I'm meeting with the president tomorrow morning of the, of the United States for all the commercial properties. She said, put it in an email that you'll have it in an escrow account and you can give it in 48 hours and I'll show it to him. Now here's where the gift of faith showed up. Because don't think the devil wasn't sitting there saying there ain't no way he's going to take it. You done heard what he'll take. He will not take it. The gift of faith turned around and operated in me. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I know that man is going to take that $400,000. I don't know. I just know. And the gift of faith. And she turned around and emailed us back the next day by lunchtime. And she said, I don't know. But he decided to take your $400,000 for that property. Somebody shout hallelujah to the lamb. The property was worth 1.2 and he took 400 grand. You want to know where a miracle showed up? A miracle showed up because I said, listen, we got six weeks to Easter and we need to be in. They said, Pastor, how in the world can we do $200,000 of renovation in six weeks? I said, I don't know, but the Holy Ghost is going to help us. And I came to tell you, not only did the Holy Ghost help us, but he, gave, he supplied all the money. And we walked into this building debt-free just like God said he would. The gifts of the Holy Spirit will build the church, and it is for the profit of all. Hallelujah! This is why you got to have the gifts operating. This is why when someone stands up and speaks in tongues or prophesies, you don't sit back with a nasty attitude talking about, oh, here she goes again. No, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get in line with the word. Get in line with the Holy Ghost and get behind the church and say, God, if the gifts are showing up, it's to profit everybody in here. Hallelujah. You better be glad you're a part of a church where the gifts are operating. That's why your business is doubling. That's why your business is tripling. That's why your kids ain't acting crazy. That's why everything you touch is prospering. Why? The gifts are operating and it's profiting everybody. Hallelujah. It's not just for your feeling on a Sunday morning. My goodness, we, could serve, we can show you a cheesy little film in 10 minutes and make you feel good. That's not the entirety of building up the church. When God says, I build up the church, he said, I want to build it up in every way. I don't want it lacking. I don't want it lacking nothing. Not financially, not spiritually, not in any way. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit are the prophet, all. Now, oh, Holy Spirit, help us. The nine gifts listed here in 1 Corinthians 12 are broken down into three parts. Write this down. You need to learn something. I want, I, want, I want this place not just to be a Holy Ghost moving place, a fire baptized place, but I want this to be a culture that learns. My God learns something. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the list of, I want you to, I want to break these three these nine gifts down into three categories. Are you ready? Write these three categories down. We have the vocal gifts. The vocal gifts are the gift of tongues, the interpretation of tongue, and the gift of prophecy. These are the vocal gifts. We have the revelatory gifts, the discerning of spirits, the word of wisdom, and the word of knowledge. 
These are the revelatory gifts. And then we have the action gifts. The gift of faith, the gifts of healings, and the workings of miracles. Now let me say this before, you get st- before we get started. The, in the Old Testament, you can find seven of the nine gifts operating. The Holy Ghost wasn't in them, the Holy Ghost was upon them. Jesus moved in seven of the nine gifts. You can find this throughout the Gospels. Jesus did not move in all nine gifts. If he spoke in tongues, who was going to interpret it? The church wasn't even formed. But now watch this. Jesus said, the works I do, you're going to do. But greater works I shall do because, or you shall do because I have ascended to the Father. Now watch this. Now we don't just move in seven of the nine. But God gave us an extra two. The gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Have you, people are always talking about, I don't know, don't people know that there's different gifts in just speaking in tongues? Why does people speak in tongues so much? Do you realize that tongues is, is, an, is an indication of this dispensation? It started with tongues. In the upper room. Now you know why the Apostle Paul says, do not forbid to speak with other tongues. This is an indication of this dispensation. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. So we have, we have the vocal gifts, revelatory gifts, and the action gifts. Now, stay with me. The revelatory gifts, well, let me say it in order. The vocal gifts cause us to speak as God speaks on the earth. The revelatory gifts cause us to think as God thinks on the earth. And the action gifts cause us to act like Jesus acted on the church, on the earth. Now do you see why it is so important that the church operate in the gifts? Selah. Without them, we're left to our own our own strength. I just felt conviction hit some of the people in this house. Without the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we're left to our own ability. Let's move on, gift, tongue, gift of tongues, number one. This is one of the four gifts we learned about last week. One of the four. This gift is listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. Now remember what we said last week. This gift, if it is operated in, has to be interpreted. The gift of tongues has to be interpreted. I'm going to say it one more time. The gift of tongues has to be interpreted. If it is not interpreted, it is out of order. Now, if you don't know the difference, go back and watch last week's message. Because I, by the grace of God, we laid it all out, the difference. This tongue is when someone stands up in the church, or they can be seated, whatever, and everything stops, and they begin to speak in tongues. Y'all have witnessed this. If you've been around here three weeks, you have watched this happen. 
When that happens, that's why we pause and wait for someone to interpret. Because this is how these gifts operate. This gift is not an earthly language given to somebody that they don't know. This is a heavenly language that is given by the Holy Ghost and can only be interpreted by a gift given by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And interpretation is not translation. Remember that. Interpretation deals with the thought of a matter. Translation goes word for word. Is anybody getting anything today? Hallelujah. The Bible's so serious about this that he says, if there is not an interpreter in the church, you're supposed to keep quiet and speak to God and yourself. My God, just give yourself the word. Amen. <laughs> but, but he says, if there's not, now we, we are blessed with a, a lot of people with the gift of interpretation. Matter of fact, let's give God praise for that. I just thank the Lord for that. We, we have a lot of people with the gift of interpretation. The Bible says an interpreter needs to be present. This interpreter is not someone interpreting a human language. This is someone who has the gift of interpretation. There has to be someone with the gift of interpretation because they are interpreting a heavenly language. And the only way to interpret a heavenly language is to have another heavenly gift. Now, let's help somebody. When am I supposed to give a message in tongues? First and foremost, the gift is to be used when you feel the unction of the Holy Ghost. Now that's the gift, not the other three tongues. The other three tongues I can do and flow in when I get good and ready. I can be in my deer stand talking about Shonda Bokosi, Bandala, Batsanda, God give me a big old buck. And don't think I ain't done it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Or you can do it in your bass boat out there, just speaking in tongues. Lord, we need a big old bass right here. Come on. Or you can be at home cleaning house, praying in the Holy Ghost. You can be riding on your way to work. Some of y'all have to pray in the Holy Ghost all the way to work. Just deal with some of the folk you deal with. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But praying in the Holy Ghost. You can do that whenever you want to. But when it comes to the gift of tongues, this is, not, this is not on your own. The gift of tongues is an unction that comes on you or in you by the Holy Ghost. When you've sensed that unction, now what is an unction? Man, I could teach for two, three hours. Come on, Holy Ghost. What is an unction? An, uh, people who have the gift of tongues, they, they'll tell you, when I know it's time to give a message in tongues, I feel like I'm about to explode. It's like, this ain't bad pizza from the night before now. There's a difference. We're talking about one dealing with you physically and one dealing with you spiritually. They say, I'm, I feel like I'm about to explode. There's this quickening on the inside of me, and I'm just sitting there saying, oh, Lord, I, 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 don't, I, I could just feel the Holy Ghost on me, and I'm ready to give this message in tongues. That is what you call an unctioning. That's the Holy Ghost saying, hey, I want to use you. I want to use you to give a message in tongues. After you sense that unction of the Holy Spirit. Now here, this is very important. 
wait for the time in the service that is in order to operate. Let the church say amen. Pastor, how in the world? I'm about to explode. The Bible says the gift is subject to the prophet. You're to do it in a time that is decent and in order. Glory be to God. I call times like this a holy hush. Nobody tells the church to be quiet, but the Holy Ghost tells the church to be quiet. And all of a sudden, all the church just gets quiet. Boom, there's a message in tongues. When you give a message in tongues, you're not to be overpowering anybody. That's not decent in an order. Let the church say amen. amen. So, if, so if you have somebody up here leading worship, you don't need to, and you, gotta give, you, you need to give a message in tongues, you're not trying to overpower them so they will shut up and you give, give your message. No, let it be done decent and in order. Wait, say, if the Holy Spirit has, listen to this, write this down or remember this, however you do. If the Holy Spirit has given you a message in tongues, he will also give you the time for the message in tongues. He will do it. Now, sometimes we get to shouting in here and amen, we get to giving God the glory. And we might not know when there's a time in tongues that that was given at that time. Well, Well, some of our brothers and sisters, they come to the leadership. And say, Pastor, I have a message in tongues. So tell me when I'm to release it. Sure will. This is done decently and in order. They felt the unction. They're sitting on ready. And the leadership stands up and says, hey, the Holy Spirit has a message. He wants to be moved in the, he wants to be uh, use somebody in the gifts. Sir, ma'am, now is your time to be used in the gifts. And boom, the gifts come out, the interpretation comes out, and the power of God falls on the house of the Lord. This is done decently. This is done in order. Now, it doesn't have to be done that way. I'm just saying it can be done that way. That is, someone asking the leadership to tell them when to move in the gifts is not any less powerful than someone waiting on the holy hush and giving a message. Both are given by the same Holy Ghost. Both are given by the same Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So if you feel the unction of tongues, now, now listen, you're, thank you, Holy Ghost. You're, you're to ask, ask the Lord, okay, Lord, when am I, when am I to do this? When am I supposed to do this? Now, let me, I'm not going to get past the gift of tongues, I can tell right now. I don't think anybody's going to be leaving church to go to the Falcon game or go watch the Falcons anymore. I don't think we're competing with them anymore at all. We know how to finish. We know how to complete this thing. Let the church say Amen. Somebody pray for them. (laughs) Now, all right, so we're to be doing it in decent order. So let let me just say this. According to Scripture, 
there can be times where I can be preaching and somebody get baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's Acts chapter 10. Or somebody can have a manifestation of the Spirit of some way, and that's in order. But you won't find anywhere where the gift of tongues is competing with the preaching of the Word. Oh, you, do you understand the difference? So right, while I'm preaching, somebody might get baptized in the Holy Ghost and you hear them speaking in tongues, but that ain't to be interpreted. That's what happened with the apostle Peter when he went to Cornelius' house. While he was preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on them and they were baptized in the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. But the gift of tongues is not to be operating while the preaching is going on. This is not in order. Hallelujah. Now, if I'm preaching or somebody's preaching, they say, hey, God has a message in tongues. We want someone to release it. Right. That's different. It's not competing at this time. Do y'all understand the difference? Wave your hand if you understand the difference. It's not competing now. The kingdom's not about competition. It's about completion. And so, and so we... This is not, and so if you have a message in tongues, then you sit there and say, okay, Holy Ghost, I either, either the man or woman of God is going to stop and give me a moment, or I'm waiting until the end of this thing, and then I'm going to release this message in tongues. It's done decently, and it's done in order. Now, let me say one more thing, and then we'll, we'll be done. The Bible says that you can pray with tongues, and you can pray with your understanding, and you can sing with tongues, and you can sing with your understanding. So while worship goes on here, you, you will hear people praying in tongues. You will hear people worshiping in tongues. You will hear this going on, and this is in order. It's, it's not the gift, it's them worshiping. It's them praying. But now listen, if you are worshiping in tongues, or praying in tongues, and you're not feeling the unction to give the message in tongues, if things get quiet, so do you. You get quiet with everybody else because you don't want to confuse the church and make them think that you have a message in tongues and you don't have a message in tongues. What you have is giving worship to the Lord or praying to the Lord. It's not a message in tongues and can bring confusion. And the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. So that means if I'm worshiping in tongues and, and the worship team gets quiet and people get quiet, I bring my worship down. It's not about me. It's about the church being built up. Hallelujah. But now if I feel the unction, then, then you might go from being down here to raise your voice to here and give that message in tongues. That's the unction, and that's the Lord doing something there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So that's when, how do I know God wants to use me in tongues? It's a feeling like no other. It's a, Lord, please hurry up and give me a moment. Now, let me say this. All the gifts of the Holy Spirit 
and even the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all of them are used by faith. You do not naturally, there is no natural moving into this. You have to, man, and I promise you, everybody and their mama, for the first 10 times that are used in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, this is the number one thing that goes through your head. Oh, Lord, I'm going to look stupid. God, I'm going to mess up. It's by faith, church. It's by faith. You step out and by faith you release that tongue. Now, I don't have time to go into interpretation today. But we're gonna, next week, God willing, we'll go into interpretation. We'll go into the gift of prophecy. These are vocal gifts. Just remember this. This is how important this is to the Lord. That when you are moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, when you move in the vocal gifts of the Holy Spirit, you are speaking. Watch this. You are speaking as, as the word of God on the earth, church. Now, let me say this, just in case you need to understand it. The gift of interpretation can never go against the word. You know, we, we had... Uh, <laughs> I just get myself in trouble every time I'm up here with y'all because I try to be transparent with y'all. And, and a lot of ch some church don't like that. But, you know, we had one individual talking about God was going to kill the homosexuals and stuff. And, and I wasn't here. Pastor, praise God, we had some uh, authority in the, in the pulpit. Pastor Andy was up there, and he rebuked her in the name of Jesus and told her, shut up and sit down. And, you know, we dealt with that. You're going to have that. And that's the reason some people see, that's the reason we don't have gifts in our church. Well, how many times have you ever got the wrong order out of fast food? I promise you it's a bunch, but you just keep on going back, don't you? But why is it if the church messes up one time, I ain't going back there no more? No, 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 that's, that's the truth right there. That is the truth. My God, we ain't perfect. Hallelujah. Man, we're doing our best to operate by faith. And the Bible says you do it as you know. I mean, you, you know in part. Hallelujah. We're doing our best. But, but the thing is, is if you have apostolic leadership that is not as scared to confront devils and call what's right, right, and what's wrong, wrong, the church will be built up in the name of Jesus. Let's give him a hand praise for that. The church will be built up in the name of Jesus. And that's the kind of leadership we are right here. I don't care if they talk about us down the road, talking about that place crazy. I don't care. They try to say we worship the gifts. That's just because you don't want to move in them. And you don't want to move them because you don't want to teach your people because you're scared they're going to leave. That's the truth. And I'm saying, is this thing about us? No, it's about Jesus. He said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And the word build is the same word for edify. And when you turn around and be used in the gifts, you are building the church of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, that's all we got time for today. That's all we got time for today.
We're going to go into interpretation next week. I'm so excited about this, not because I'm Pentecostal, but I see some of you that are so new. Some of you are new to the faith. Some of you are new to Pentecost. And I'm looking around and I'm saying it'll be this time, two months from now, they're going to be used in the gifts of healing. They're going to be working. They're going to be working miracles. They're going to be using the gift of faith. You're going to have people give in the gift of tongues and the interpretation. You're going to have people standing up prophesying. You're going to have people discerning spirits with words of wisdom and words of knowledge. And the glory of God is going to fall on the house of the Lord in a powerful way. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm excited about this. Glory be to God. And you're going to see, you're gonna be, some of you are going to look around and say, how in the world did I live this long without the Holy Ghost? How did I make it this long without operating in this? And the blessing of the Lord is going to come on the house of God. His Sanamatia. Hallelujah. And behold, I come quickly. And behold, I come quickly, says the Lord. Prepare yourselves, for I'm releasing on the church a last day's anointing, a last day's power, and a last day's glory that will bring the harvest in like you have never seen before. So consecrate yourselves, for I will be coming quickly. But until that time, be found about my Father's business. And as you are about my Father's business, I will bless what you put your hands to. I will prosper that which you speak over. And all that you call blessed, I shall bless. For you are my last day's church, says the Lord. Ah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, stand up and give the Lord a praise and a shout in this house. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah to the Lamb. We give you praise. Come on, just for, I, I'm going to release you in just a moment, but just for a few more minutes, just lift your hands and, and just praise the Lord and just talk to God and, and just tell the Holy Ghost, I'm, uh, Holy Ghost, I, I'm ready. I, I'm willing to be used by you. I want to be used by you, Holy Ghost. I, I yield to you, Holy Spirit. I, I desire to be used in your gifts today. I desire to be used in your gifts. I desire to walk in the anointing. I desire to walk in the power. I desire to go way beyond my own ability. Holy Spirit, use me today. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory. I want everybody in the church to remain still in the name of the Lord. Usher, shut the door. If it, unless somebody has to get to work. If they got to get to work, let them out because I don't want to be hindering their you know, their employment. I understand. And if you do, thank you for being here and taking time to be here today. But let's honor the presence of God. Let's honor the, and I've been praying this morning, God, I want an impartation to happen. I want an impartation to happen, Lord. I want an impartation. I know, I know, I can sense it as the overseer of this ministry, a hunger rising in people all over this ministry. People are hungry for the things of God. They're hungry to be used by God. They're hungry for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're hungry to step to the next level. They're hungry to step into areas that they don't even know about. But can I say this today before we do that? 
You'll never be able to walk in that area if you're away from God. You'll never be able to walk in that area if you're lost and backslidden. You'll never be able to walk in that area if you have not given your life to Jesus and repented of your sins. So with your heads bowed all over this house and those of you watching online, if you'd say, Pastor, sin has separated me from God. But today as you talk, today as you preached, something hit me and I realized that God has way more for me than what I'm experiencing. God has a life for me that I'm not living. Pastor, I realized today that sin is in my life, and, but I realized that, that God is a good God and he loves me. And that if I'll come to him, he would forgive me of my sins. And that if I would come to him and repent, he would wash them away. And Pastor, that's my heart's cry. I'm a prodigal and I need to come home. Or Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus, but today I'm ready. That's your heart's cry. I'm going to count to three. And when I do, I want you to just, after I count to three, I want you to lift your hand. And I don't want you to be ashamed of it. Listen to me. If you're a high schooler in this place, you're a middle schooler in this place, or you're, in, or you're someone, a young adult in this place, I'm telling you, you are positioned right now for God to use you in the greatest way you have ever, ever, ever known in your life. You're at a place where God can literally use you so powerfully that he can turn a whole generation by the power of the Holy Ghost. But you gotta come home, prodigal. You gotta repent. So if you say, Pastor, would you pray for me when I say three, you lift your hands. One, two, three, lift your hands if that's you right now. Lift your hand right now if that's you. Pastor, would you pray for me? Is there anybody in here? See your hand, sir. See your hand, ma'am. Anybody else in this place? Pastor, would you please pray for me today? I need to repent. Oh, hallelujah. Now, because of the next altar call I'm about to do, I want us to pray all over this place. I want us to pray this and just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent of sin. I'm sorry for my sin. And I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me. I am yours and you are mine. This day, I give my whole life to you, Jesus, and to you alone. I receive my salvation by faith in Jesus' name. Now, the next part of this altar call, and those of you that that prayed that today and committed your life to Christ or recommitted your life to Christ, I want you to come down in just a moment too. Next part of this altar call. Pastor, I got a hunger to be used by God. I got a hunger to move in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) There's some of you that have showed up in the past three or four weeks. Can I tell you, you thought you were choosing a church, but God ordered your steps. He heard your prayers. You were praying in your prayer closet. God, there has to be more. There's got to be a place where what I read in the Bible is actually happening. And God said, here, come here. That was a prophetic word for somebody. But you're hungry. You're hungry to be used in the gifts. You're hungry to be used more. Pastor, I've been used in the gift of tongues, but I want to be used in the gifts of healings. I know. We're about to pray. We're about to pray. The Holy Ghost is the one that ministers the gifts as He wills. But how many of you know that some of us can come and pray for you and He can use us as a conduit? He can flow through us. 
to deposit something in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And so, Lord, we give you this time. We give you this time, God, to do what you want to do. There's so many of your dear children, Lord. God, they're hungry for more. They're hungry for more, God. They want to move in the gifts, not just in the house. They want to move in the gifts in their house. They want to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Lord, out there as they witness to people. They want to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the school systems. They want to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in their businesses. They want to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit when they go and talk to their backslidden family, God. They want to move in them. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as people, Lord, you, I felt like you gave me a prophetic word at the, beginning, uh, at the beginning of the day today as I prayed that the multiplication anointing will come on this house today. Lord, I pray that if people come down for one thing, they won't only be given that one thing, they'll be given many others. I pray that you'll do exceedingly and abundantly and more than they can ever ask, think, or imagine in the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, grant this today. If you'd say, Pastor, I'm hungry for more. Pastor, I'm hungry to be used in the gifts. Pastor, I need more. I'm hungry for the anointing. I'm hungry for the presence of God. I'm hungry for the glory of God. I'm hungry for revival in this nation. I'm hungry to reach my family. I'm hungry to reach my generation. I'm hungry that God would do something big through me. Get out of your seats and come and pour out to this altar and stand and cry out to God and let him do something. And let him do something today. Let him do something so supernatural. Let him do something so special inside of you. Let him deposit the gifts of the Holy Ghost inside of you today. Let him do some let a fire of God be stirs so deep inside of you that you'll never be the same again. Let God set you on fire. Let God do something over you today. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com